The economic health of this nation has been four essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline in the dollar is It's a late rally on Wall Street. Too big to fail. Growing the economy. Growing the economy. It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Money Talks. Money Talks. Good morning. You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. I am your host today, Nick Antonucci, joined by Jacob Keene from the Research Department and from the Planning Department, DJ Barker. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Great What's to have on? you on. Filling in for uh, Troy and the usual gang this week. Right. While he gets to enjoy yeah. a nice summer vacation, we're slaving away. What's up with office. that? That's what I'm saying. Who approved this? Troy never takes vacations. <laughs> why, why does he think it's okay to do so now? Yeah. Has he not seen? As the markets has, has he, he not, not seen what's, seen what's happening in the, right. in the markets? Today? I think that's why he bailed. This is insane. <laughs> now that you point that out, it's actually a smart move on his part. You know, part, let's get him yeah. on the phone. Let's do a surprise, a surprise <laughs> you call. You know, but you're calling. Guess in what? For the show. You're calling in for the show today, folks. Well, guys, unfortunately, it is true that. The market has been selling off. Right? Yeah. We're down. I mean, you know, it, selling off. It tends well, we to get crazy. sensationalized. Yeah. We see, you know, a handful of consecutive down days. Mm-hmm. Today included as of right now, Thursday afternoon, the market's eh, marginally lower. Um, but we're only 5.5% off the high. Yeah. We On had, the what, year, th- we're th- up, what, 11? Yeah, exactly. Right, so, so yeah, it fell hard scheme of things, fourth quarter. Yeah, so you ramped up back. 20%. <laughs> it came back, and now it's coming back down. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, like you said, year-to-date, we're up, what, 11%? That, is a, that yeah. doesn't even include total returns. You throw dividends in there, it's even higher. Um, Interesting stuff going on different different time periods, though. I mean, you look year-to-date, you got tech winning, right? Yeah. You look year-over-year... You see, you got real, real estate and utilities up yep. there at the top. The bond proxies. Yeah, and I mean, bond market's been been hot. It has. I mean, yeah. we got down to what two 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 three. Yeah. On the ten year. Unbelievable. Yeah, and we, the high was what three, two in, in some change. Yeah, that sounds right. Almost it, like a full percent month, lower. Was that a twenty month low on? On the ten year, is that right? I, that's, if I'm I believe that so. Right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so it's been an interesting week, uh, two weeks, stock market and bond market alike, um, and we we continue to have that yield curve inversion. It's something we talked about on the show. I know, uh, you know, several weeks now. Yeah. Um, it isn't isn't something new with the ten year and the and the three month being inverted. It still is the case. We haven't seen that ten. 10 minus 2, the 10-year inverted with the 2-year, um, no. but it got down, I think, 15, as low as 15 bips, 13 bips. It's pretty close. Base points. So, yeah. Right. It's... And I think I think this this time is kind of unique. Of course, I'm a younger guy. I'd, I'd like to think I'm a student of history. But, I mean, we're, we're sitting here today, and basically the market's pricing in two rate cuts. It is. For it... the rest of the year. So I think that's part of the reason that you haven't seen the inversion of the 10 and the 2, like you've seen with the 10 and the 3 month, because the 2 is lower because we're expecting rates to move lower. Right. You know, we've already priced it in. Yeah, you look out to September, we, we get to use uh, the Bloom, our Bloomberg terminal here at the office that shows you implied uh, probability of rate, rate hikes, rate cuts. And if you look out to September, um, I think there's a 56% likelihood of a rate increase in September. 
uh, a rate cut. cut. Excuse yeah. me, a rate a, cut. No, we're not say. hiking. Quite yeah, you just crashed the market. Say, say, and say. there we go. Hey, hey, go three, go three months back and what I'm saying. Yeah. Let's throw out the phone line. number for Nick. Yeah. Yeah. You bleep that out. Make please. your comments. Uh, Don't yeah. say the number. <laughs> um, but, but what's funny is you go back three months ago, and that was that was the story. Right. Another rate yeah. hike. Right. Well, yeah, and our clients are getting used to, well, okay, <laughs> I'm not saying used to. You know, we had basically 10 years of flat, right? Then it just inched up a little, and now we're talking about the potential of Oh, you can get those. 3%? Yeah, Man, the 10-year rule. You know, remember, we got to have the fixed income set aside, so we're talking we may have a reduction. That is, you know, that's a, that's yeah. a, that's a tough pill to swallow when you're looking at retirees. Yep. Again. And, and a lot of that is why you see some of these bond proxy type sectors do right. really well, um, like the real estate and utilities. Those are going to be your high-yielding sectors. Um, market as a whole getting a good bit more defensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, moving on to economic news for the week, we had yeah. durable goods orders come in, uh, fell 2.1% in April, second decrease in the last three months. Um, obviously not something that you want to see, your durable goods. It's mostly driven, I think, by non-defense aircraft components, um, but even core capital goods orders fell um, almost 1% in the month. Um, skip ahead to Tuesday, housing-related news. House uh, price appreciation decelerated again in March. Year-over-year growth in the 20-city composite fell 2.7%, uh, fell to 2.7% growth from 3% uh, in, fe- in February. And if you're looking year-over-year, year, the 10-city uh, index dropped 2. Point to 2.3% growth from 25 um, And then national house price index decelerated to 3.7% growth from 3.9% growth. And the housing market as a whole, seeing a lot of weakness right now new home yeah. sales existing home sales um decline after decline after decline so uh housing has been on a slippery slope here for some time i feel like right and the expectation naturally would be you'd see some firming here with rates moving i mean houses have gotten more affordable they have. Yeah. you're right that <laughs> would make sense but mortgage rates down but that's just not, not say i mean it's not it's not horrible data but it's Right. It's, yeah, it's still growth. It's just yeah. a, a deceleration of growth. But, uh, you know, exactly what you just said, with rates being lower, you'd expect to see maybe people inching further into right. the market, and you've got mortgage applications falling 3.3% in the week. And there's two components to that. you got got uh, applications for purchase, and you got refis. Both were down. So people at this point aren't even, you know, taking advantage of refinancing anymore as, as low as rates are. Um, kind of in a, a holding pattern, it seems like, as far yeah. as housing is concerned. Um, consumer confidence this is one of the things that despite, I, I mean, this past month we've seen a, a lot of weakening in economic data, but the consumer still seems to be pretty optimistic. Both components, um, current conditions and forward-looking, were positive, were, you know, were moving up. And, and if you look at anything else consumer, like uh, what is it, University of Michigan, continues to post right. pretty solid numbers. Then you have retail sales, which are down in the month. So to me that's kind of indicative of, of what the consumer's doing, but according to these surveys, the consumer still seems pretty optimistic despite ongoing concerns with, you know, trade war with China and, and the market pulling back some. And and I think a lot of that is the jobs market. I mean, You're right, it remains that is solid, strong. Yeah. Rock yeah. solid. We continue to move lower and continuing jobless claims. Yeah, we had a little up, we had a little uptick there for for a bit a few months back, but we're back making new lows in the moving average yeah, now, uh, and I think. That's kind of feeding on itself as far as confidence goes. It's kind of like two different stories here. And then you look at the capital side, you know, businesses trying to make their capital plans. They have no idea what's going to happen. 
as far as the trade war goes. A lot of uncertainty. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so they're kind of renting it in. Right. The consumers kind of like, I still got my job. Yeah. And there's a lot <laughs> of opportunities out there. People, you know, yeah. you know, moving up and, and albeit at a slow pace, you're seeing, uh, you know, incomes rise. Right. Wages rise. Right. Um, so, yeah, we had uh, today, though, we got the another reading of first quarter GDP revised down 0.1% from, I think, 32 to 3.1%. All in all, it's a solid first quarter reading. Um, but, you know, with, with PMI data we've seen in the past month, it's a bit concerning what Q2 is going to bring. Well, I mean, right now we're looking at estimates to be right around that 3% number. But, uh, again, yeah, like you said, U.S. PMIs are uh, coming down, coming down a bit, and it's really, it's really less of a U.S. story as as it is just the globe as a whole. I mean, you look at you look at uh, Germany right now; uh, their their PMIs are actually in contraction, and I think really ultimately the the major story. I, I think I showed you this chart, Nick. If you look at uh, percentage change in global trade. Mm-hmm. We're looking at numbers right now that we, we last saw in 08. Yeah, the recession. So as far as trade between countries, you're really seeing a slowdown there. And when you think of manufacturing, you know, probably probably not the businesses that the average consumer works in, but manufacturing type businesses, that whole that whole trade is slowing down. It's really, you know hurting growth right now. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people, you know, want to point back to China and say, oh, well, you know, if we get in, in this standoff with China, China's going to get hurt a lot worse than the U.S. And, and that's the case. But as we've talked about, it's it's not 30 years ago where everyone kind of operates in this isolated, uh, right. you know, bubble. If China's not going to get hurt without us getting hurt, uh, you know, a, along with it. So back into it. So when, where we left off talking about, you know, market roundup, what's going on in the economy in the, yeah. the previous week. And we talk about um, the market being down 5.5% or so. And it brings into question, we get this a lot, is this the typical sell in May pattern or is really the weight of the, tr- the trade war with China, yield curve inversion, et cetera, is it more telling? What is what is really going on? And, you know, it's 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 hard to say, but I, in, in my opinion, this is not your typical – I say this, so I'm sure the market will take off after I say this, but this right. is not your typical sell in May and go away pattern. I think there's some underlying fundamentals of the economy that you're seeing cracks in now um, and that aren't going to go away in the, tr- in the near term. I mean, we've right. had a good run, right? I mean, we're talking about 2007, 2008. It's, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we're due. It's, <laughs> for some additional <laughs> yeah. change in the market, we've, we've seen it. We've had a good run. So, yeah, I, I think you're right. We're going into a presidential election, yeah. which is Washington saying, you know, we're, they're not getting along too good there. Right. You know, so I think, yeah, I mean, you, you're looking at some flawed fundamentals that we're, we're going to have to work out for a little bit, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. I think and, it's and interesting, the, the interplay between kind of the politics and the tariffs, because it's like both Xi and Trump have to worry about, okay, well, i gotta, I got to keep things together long enough to stay in office. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to really <laughs> start working boat, something out. The next boat comes up. So. Yeah, I guess that kind of puts it in perspective. I saw an article, I don't know if it was in the Financial Times or, or, or The Economist, but they're talking about or it might have been an answer for he's talking about this is not going to be a short term something that plays out in the short term like this guy was throwing out like 2030 like this is a this is a right. long term uh, kind of fiasco we're dealing with here and you know it's uh, for the longest time I, I complain to you all the time that you'll get some sort of comments out of the president or or out of China saying we're working towards a a deal and the market moved on that significantly right earlier this year 
And it, we've come to the point now where I feel like that's starting to wear off. We've seen this happen in other sorts mm. of situations where, you know, I remember being on the radio show years ago where these terror attacks would happen more and more frequently. The market yeah. just became immune to it and wouldn't move. I almost feel like we're finally getting immune to some of that, right. uh, so, you know, some of the verbiage coming out of the White House or China. And then it's like, finally, we're to the point where it's show me something. Yeah, so, yeah you got to do something. Don't just talk about it. Let's see some action. Yeah, and I think... I think the rhetoric on both sides has gotten a little more hostile. I mean, mm. you have um, folks over in China talking about potentially banning exports of rare earth metals, which and that's that goes for the tech industry. That goes into almost everything. I mean, you think about defense, automobiles. Yeah, and Jacob, you bring that consumer up. Consumer electronics. A, that's a we get 80% thought. of our rare earth metals from China. So two things. Uh, one, I, I did a little research for the show, and, and I actually saw that back in 2014, um, the World Trade Organization ruled that China could not impose any restrictions on rare earth metals, metal exports, um, deeming it illegal. Uh, they did it with Japan. So I'm curious right. as to how that, that plays into everything. And, and secondly, uh, someone in the company brought this up to, to me this morning. Why would they put an overall ban on them and not just – Raise the whether you slap a tariff on it or something like that, um, and, and then it's then you just you have your revenues increase. I mean, supplies demand's going to come down, but why would China not? It's it's really the only punitive measure that they that they could take against us at this point. I mean, just, there's not that. There's not that much that, that there's not that much that we import from them, from them. Yeah, yeah tariff like said, would be effective, but like a ban, you're, you're talking about complete disruption of supply chains. Sure. And and that you know as a as a tactic that would maybe start to turn the tides domestically as far as more companies being like, all right. Yeah, let's think right, think about it. companies like Apple's the perfect example. Where's the majority of Apple's growth coming from? China. Right. Uh, oh, you start yeah. to see that. You see, you've even seen them boycotting American products as of late. So, it's not, it's not this non-issue for the United States. I think some people are like, oh, it's the U.S. They're China. We have, you know, we have more power here. We shouldn't worry about. It. It's not going to hurt us. It'll, it's gonna, it's gonna play in. Yeah. To the U.S. economy. For and sure. I think, I think all of this just kind of speaks to the precarious situation that we're in. I mean, we got a yield curve inversion, right? Mm-hmm. That. On the last seven recessions preceded the recession by 15 months. We did have a global slowdown, you know, in 2015 and 2016, but we at least had some labor slack. And then you think about growth. Where's all the growth come from for the past 10 years? It's been China. China. I mean, you look at the contribution to global GDP growth. It's like 30% China, 33% the rest of Asia. So two-thirds as far as that area of the world. Right. And we're poking them with a stick right, right now. Right. At a time where their GDP growth is the lowest it's been over a decade as well. So it's And what about this week? We, we were talking about this. You had your first bank seizure in China. A True. bank who by all accounts was financially stable through 2018. Right. Yeah. Balance sheet looked looked solid and all of a sudden you know, China comes in and they basically take over this bank out of nowhere. Hmm. Surprise, $85 billion in assets. Yeah. Swept that under the rug. It, yeah, it, it's it a brings small into question, portion. It's like, yeah, it's a very small portion of Chinese banking sector. But it does show that, you know, there's a there's been a massive growth in debt in China. I mean, some measures show China's debt to GDP at over 300%. Yeah. And it, to, to me, it even brings more into question just... 
back to something we've discussed plenty of times. Do you trust the data coming out of China? If this bank was, quote, financially sound, if you right. believe the numbers on the balance sheet, and and just six months into the new year, you have to take this bank over? Were, were those num- were those good numbers? Yeah, was that really a That's. It's like it's like if the regulators are also a, a part of the, the political apparatus, and it's kind of like, oh, mm, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, that looks about right. Yeah. That looks about right. Well, I think just like if you take – step back and look at the economy as a whole, it's not – things haven't just absolutely fallen apart, but we're starting to see see cracks. Yeah. And and I think you know you need to be mindful of those. and. The risk of recession is on the rise. Mm-hmm. The one caveat being, if we get a deal done, then oh, yeah. let's go full moonshot, I guess. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think that'll happen. <laughs> but do, do you get new highs at that point, or you go back to where – I mean, because it felt like the highs we reached before in know. April were like, this is highs, you assume you get a trade deal done. Right. We well, right now we're pricing in, as far as just looking S&P 500, we're pricing in, what, like 6 or 7% growth for the year? Yeah. Where does that move to with the deal done? Right. You'd think Who it, knows? I don't, that is the question. I think it's almost gotten to the point where on either side, they're afraid to show weakness because at this point in the, in the game, politically, it makes less sense to get a deal done. But I don't know. If markets continue to suffer more, maybe that changes the calculus. Yeah. We'll see. Oh, uh, well, uh, yeah, exactly. I think we will see here and, and hopefully the not so distant future. But, guys, this is a perfect time for us to take a quick break. Um, when when we do come back in the next segment, we're going to have uh, Travis Suit on. Um, he's the founder of Piper. Piper's Angels. We're going to be discussing kind of an upcoming, exciting venture DJ is embarking on. That's right. Uh, just 15 days away. So uh, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products. 